Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. This Veterans Day, we recognize the sacrifices our nation's heroes make daily. And for the Department of Veterans Affairs, serving veterans is more than just its mission. This observance resonates across the entire department and each function's mission, whether it's benefits or health care or anything that serves a veteran. Government CIO Media and Research often covers technology's impact on the agency, like all of government, but it goes beyond that to discuss what those tech initiatives mean for veterans and their families. We were honored to speak with Deputy Secretary Donald Remy, newly confirmed to the role in July. Prior to that, Remy had a lengthy legal career and also served in the Army, a veteran himself. We spoke to Remy about the future of the agency's efforts in meeting veterans where they are, physically or technologically, and what that means for the ongoing response to serving those who serve every day and especially this Veterans Day. Sir, welcome to GovCast. It's so great to have you on the show. I'm really excited to learn more about VA and some of your priorities, you being new in the role, you know, we're coming up on the Veterans Day holiday. So uh, it's a good time for, of course, the VA right now. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Amy, for having me. And it's it's good to be with you today. And it's good to be with your viewers and your listeners. It's been a little over three months now since your confirmation. You know, it's in the grand scheme of things that you're fairly new in the role. As a veteran yourself, what did you think when you were first tapped to come on board to get into such a prominent position? Well, you know, look, honestly, Amy, I, I couldn't have been more excited, uh, more honored, and, and, and more humbled. I, excited that I was going to get to work with an amazing group of dedicated professionals and honored that the president would name me to such a post and, and humbled that I'd be working on behalf of and, and have responsibility for taking care of our veterans. You know, people like my father, who's a Vietnam veteran. And so, this has been an amazing opportunity for me, and I'm just glad that I'm in this role. Thank you for your service. It's always, uh, as an Army brat myself, you know, hua. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that very much, and I understand kind of like the, the prominence that having such a role might have for someone who's been involved in the, the military life for so long. You've also had a, a, an impressive career both in and out of public service, can you go into some of those experiences and, and how these areas have prepared you for the VA mission? Sure. And, you know, thank your family for their service as well. And, and indeed, my service in the Army is one of the many experiences that I've had that I think prepared me well for, for this role. I, I would say that each of my prior experiences have provided me with, with some tools and, and with some perspective that, that helped me serve our veterans. You, you mentioned my time at the NCAA. I've served in the government a number of times, uh, clerked for the court system, worked at the Justice Department, worked at the Pentagon. I've been in private industry in the C-suites of uh, major enterprises. I've been a partner in global law firms. And, and, and each of those experiences that I've had over the course of my career, I've gathered some tidbits that I think, as I mentioned earlier, will help me in this role. Tidbits about leadership, about financial management and, and complex issue resolution. Lord knows there are a lot of complex issues for us to solve for our veteran community and in policy making and, and, and just learn the value of communication and collaboration, of, 
of inclusion and diversity and how they're a valuable component to the success of any organization. So I, I'm really excited to be here. I'm happy that I've had the experiences that I have in my background, and I think I'll bring all of that to bear as I continue to serve our veterans, their families, their caregivers, and survivors. Over this, you know, I know you've been in the role for a few months, but VA has had such a, I guess, prominent role over the past year during the pandemic. But not only that, the EHR program, there's a lot going on tech-wise at the agency. So coming into this role, as you are tackling the EHR program, what were some of your top of mind priorities as you're getting uh, your feet wet and um, looking ahead into the future? Well, you mentioned EHR, and, and as you know, as your viewers, your listeners know, EHR is a big part of what we're looking at as one of our priorities to make sure that we improve access that we improve outcomes for our veteran community. And, and I'm, I'm working together with DOD, together with our contractor to help deploy that system in a way that can be effective, that can be efficient, that can provide our clinicians with the tools that they need to provide better care to our veterans. And, and, and I think we're moving that along and, and we're making success not look easy, but we're making success look attainable in, in this process. But it's not the only thing that I've got going on, right? Uh, we're working on vaccine mandates and, and the future of work. I, I'm, I'm the person responsible for uh, sharing the commissions that would find our new undersecretaries of health and benefits. So we've got supply chain readiness, and organizational governance, and, and just focusing on the veteran experience and the needs of our veteran community. And so, you know, my priority, the secretary's priority, this agency's priority is to make sure that we provide timely delivery of benefits and access to the services that our veterans have earned, to their survivors, to caregivers, to their family. And we're working on making sure we get that done. It's definitely an important role. And um, looking at all the programs going on and all the initiatives going on, the mission always is top of mind to everyone I speak to at VA. Has anything been surprising right off the bat coming into this? Yeah, I don't know that I would say anything was surprising. I knew the organization was large and complex you know, for the second biggest agency in the government. But what I'm happy about is being so impressed by our leaders, by our workforce, quick action, their agility, their dedication to the mission that you've just described, especially during the pandemic you know, over the course of the last 18, 19, 20 months, the VA family has continued to come to work every day to provide those healthcare services and benefits to our veterans. And they've been quite resilient during difficult times. And that has been something that has impressed me immeasurably. And so I, I appreciate their drive, their hard work, and what they're doing every day. It's definitely... Um easy, I guess, when you keep that top of mind, you know, the mission, you can have any problem in the world, but the mission is so important. It, it, you know, it's almost like not a problem at all. It's like, let's get through this. Have there any been initial challenges in your role, you know, considering that it, or does the mission always ring through? Well, the mission does always ring through, but yeah, I, as I noted, Amy, we're, we're still in an active pandemic and there've been great strides with the vaccines and we continue to work hard to ensure that our veterans, to their families, survivors, caregivers, that they're safe and they have access to health care and benefits. We recognize 
the impact of the pandemic on our workforce. When you talk about challenges, I mentioned that a little while ago, staff having to take care of family members who contracted COVID and family deaths, working around the clock and through challenges that COVID's presented. And, and so I'm just getting to know this organization, its structure, I'm understanding how to be a value add in the decision-making process and continuing to meet the mission that you've described. And, and so those are the things that I'm focused on to make sure that I can sync up with our amazing workforce and the work that they're doing to continue to deliver on that mission. Great, it's fantastic. So going back to some of those accomplishments that we've seen over the past few months and, and year, vaccination rates are amazing. VA has had such a huge role in the nationwide vaccination effort, even outside of VA. There's various improvements in technology infrastructure, telehealth. Everyone, I think, even outside of government has seen uh, the vast benefits that telehealth has provided for those in rural areas. And then efficiencies for veterans, claims processing, uh, all of that that's coming down the line. So talk through some of those efforts and where you see them heading next year. Well, yeah, listen, we've got a great team, uh, great leadership in our Office of Information Technology and they're working with terrific staff across the enterprise to advance our technology and our infrastructure. And you're correct that all of these efforts are designed to improve access and outcomes for our veterans. And with a continued focus and investment in the coming years, I think all of these efforts will continue to yield positive results. I'm excited about what we're doing to provide the timely benefits and services to our veteran community. And, and we talked earlier about implementing the electronic health records. It's a, it's a modernization program, an integrated record that will cultivate the health and the well being of those we serve by furthering our ability to provide care to the whole person. And, and, you know, and in this effort, we're engaging jointly uh, across the government, especially with the Department of Defense and the firm, the Federal Electronic Health Record Modernization Office that I'm first sure you're familiar with to learn the best practices and ensure that we've got transparency, we've got proper coordination, interoperability of that electronic health record across the board. And even beyond the electronic health record, we're enhancing the digital experience for our veterans. We're providing faster and better digital tools for their use. And our focus is to improve their experience. And we want to make it easy. We want to make it faster. We want to make it better for veterans to access those benefits that they've earned. And, and then lastly, you first mentioned the vaccination rates. And the vaccination rates of our veterans are exciting. You know, we believe that the vaccine works to reduce the spread of the virus and to keep our veterans from becoming critically ill. And we're now even providing boosters as well. So we're hopeful that we can get as many shots in arms as possible. That's fantastic. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you will. I have no doubts about that. So considering uh, some of, you know, when you first stepped into this role, did you think regarding the, the technology, I guess, landscape at VA, did you think you'd be so prominent in some of those efforts? Was it intimidating almost or did you welcome the challenge? I welcome the challenge, but it's still a challenge. <laughs> That's a great question, Amy. I, I, you know, I, I don't know that it was intimidating as much as there was a recognition of how important it is to get this right. And so I've been working with the team here, and, and as I mentioned, the team across 
the government, particularly at DOD, DOD and the firm to, to make sure that we have a path to get it right, working closely with uh, folks on the ground that are using the system and people that are interested in using the system to make sure that they have a voice, that they're engaged, and that as we deploy, we do it in a fashion that can be efficient and effective, and we can set everyone up for success. Fantastic. So when we, when we talk about advancing veterans care, something we hear all the time is how valuable technology has been in that regard. And I, I'm not even referring to IT. I'm referring to you know, prosthetic care, mobile operations, artificial intelligence, all the exciting things that VHA is a part of. So when you, talk, when you think about the administration's main goals for advancing care using these capabilities, how has VA worked to accomplish these so far from your point of view? Well, you know, it, it's, that's a great question. And the, the reality is that technology is our friend. And that's been proved to be the case during this pandemic. And we've been able to use, I think you may have mentioned telehealth earlier in our conversation, we've been able to use technology to meet veterans where they are, to make sure that they still have accessible to them the tools that are necessary to assure that their health care continues to be provided. To, if a veteran needs to reach out for counseling, that they can do that through the telehealth system or electronic. Now, now we still provide in-person care, obviously, that's necessary, but to use technology to make sure that if a veteran wants to file a claim for a benefit, that they can do that through the advancement of technology that makes it easier for them to have access to those benefits. And it works alongside all of the administration's main goals to advance veteran care. Look, we're trying to make sure we can eliminate veteran suicide, for example. And in order to do that, we have to be available. We have to be available at all times. We have to be available through the internet. If somebody wants to uh, send a message or call the call center or visit a, a vet center and, and get counseling. And so to your point about technology, it makes that accessibility, uh, availability more prominent so that a veteran can reach out when they need to reach out and, and hopefully we'll be able to provide a care and avoid uh, a circumstance where we, where we see veteran suicide. So we're also thinking, hey, we've got to provide timely access to the highest quality care. Well, how do you get timely access? Well, to your point again, technology is a key component of, of that. We're trying to drive down the disability claim backlog, and we're using our, our technological advances in that regard as well. So, and, and then there's taking the you know, immediate action to address the environmental exposures that veterans may have had during their service. And, and I was just talking yesterday about the ILEAR program and the information that can be put into that program at DOD that could then be used at VA to help us understand the when and the where an individual might have been exposed. And, and then lastly, you know, not in any particular order, but homelessness. We're assisting veterans with housing during this time, you know, the pandemic to make sure that we can get our veterans safe and in safe places so that not just during the pandemic, I said that earlier, but uh, across the board so that we can get our veterans housing. Right. And these are all very unique 
challenges, I guess. It's uh, for those who make the ultimate sacrifice. It's a collective uniqueness that an agency faces. And when you consider, yeah, there's some similarities across other government agencies in tech issues. I don't think anyone is really dealing with the uniqueness that VA does when it comes to how we, I guess, serve back uh, the veterans who served us. So COVID-19 has been particularly demanding on both government and health-focused agencies. How do you see VA continuing to take a forefront role as we move past this pandemic and into the next phases of, of managing it? So we've been on the front lines of um, battling COVID since it uh, first started to become a challenge in America. And, and we continue to be on the forefront with things like the implementation of a vaccine requirement that was ahead of the federal mandate. And of course, I think I may have mentioned earlier, our goal, our goal really was to ensure that veterans and VA employees know that we're doing everything we can, everything in our power to protect our veterans and VA employees who come into VA facilities, protect them from COVID-19 and trying to create an environment where we don't have circumstances where veterans are coming in for care and might be exposed to, to COVID-19. And so we continue to encourage veterans and their families to get vaccinated as a public health matter, as a safety concern. We're providing vaccinations to deported veterans. And uh, we've got another event actually in El Paso this month where we're trying to make sure that we can get, I think I said earlier, as many shots in arms as we possibly can to help, um, help people deal with the challenges that could be presented if they were exposed to COVID-19. Of course, the population of veterans that come in for our care or a population that expect that we will protect them in this way. And so we, we plan to continue to lead in making sure that we're prepared to protect the veterans. Fantastic. Well, coming up on this Veterans Day, do you have any last thoughts or a, a message to the veteran community and those who are supporting it? Yeah, indeed, Veterans Day is coming up. And as, as you well know, it's a day to honor the, the millions of brave men and women who served our country in the military. It's a day to remember what those veterans have done yeah, and what they've sacrificed for us and our freedom. A day to recognize that when those veterans serve and sacrifice, so do their families, the caregivers, the survivors. But I think critically, this day is also a call to action. It's a reminder of that sacred responsibility as Americans to fight for those who have fought for us, to care for those who've cared for us, and to, to serve those who have served us. And, and VA is doing exactly that. We're providing more care and more benefits and more services to more veterans than any other time in our nation's history. But the thing about Veterans Day is it reminds us that it's not just the job of VA to serve veterans, to serve their families, to serve the survivors or the caregivers. It's the job of every American. So, so today, what I'd like your, your viewers and listeners to know is that whatever the method, you know, let's serve veterans. Let's serve them well. Let's remember their sacrifices recognize their service, uh, recommit and renew our pledge to them because yeah, that, as you've heard the president say, as you've heard the secretary say, is our most sacred obligation and responsibility as Americans. And so as we come into Veterans Day on this Veterans Day, remember that and candidly on every day, 
remember that. Well, thank you very much, sir, for your service, both before and after your own personal service. And that's a that's a great message. So thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the conversation, appreciate the questions and the opportunity to share what we're doing at VA and how we're doing it. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to our website. And please, if you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes. We continue to strive to help you connect with federal IT's top decision makers. Thanks for listening.